Thank you for downloading a sermon from the Chapel of the Cross. The Chapel of the Cross is a welcoming, growing, and historic Episcopal Church in Madison, Mississippi. I hope you will join us on Sundays for worship at 7.30 a.m., 8.45 a.m., 11 a.m., and 5 p.m., with Sunday school for all ages at 10 a.m. I also invite you to connect with the chapel online at chapelofthecrossms.org. Again, thank you for downloading this sermon. We pray it will enrich your walk with Christ. God bless you, and we look forward to welcoming you and your family to the Chapel of the Cross. Please be seated. Now is the time in our annual meeting where we hear uh, our annual reports, and it is my honor and delight to uh, welcome to the pulpit our senior warden, Bob Williams. Good morning. It's great to see so many of you here today with us and in this place. You know, for generations, our people in our parish have dreamed and planned and worked hard and here we are in the Chapel of Resurrection, and it feels great to be here today. <clears throat> As I reviewed the things I wanted to share with you today, I could not help but reflect on our world in 2020. We have all weathered a storm. This pandemic has taken lives, people we know, we love. It has shut down our economy and our state, and it has taken jobs and livelihoods. But... It did not take something important to this parish, and that is our faith in God and our ministries. We have that no matter what. Instead of focusing on the storm, our parish used determination and pushed forward, continuing our works in the community. My report will touch on just a few of the things we did to continue our ministries. There were many, and I won't get to all of them today. The first thing I want to report on is stewardship. In 2020, 154 people pledged for a total of $757,900. At the end of 2020, we collected $753,792. Y'all, this is exceptional during this time. In 2021, so far, 125 people have pledged for a total of $705 $705,000. The great thing this report says to our parish is all of you out there and those that could not be with us today continue to support our ministries during this pandemic. Please give this parish a hand. Now, I wouldn't be a good attorney if I didn't have a disclaimer today. And that is that we still need you to pledge for 2021 if you haven't. There are pledge cards in the back. If the Spirit moves you today, please pick up a card. We'd appreciate it. All right, turning from stewardship, I want to talk about day in the country. You know, when this pandemic hit and all of the distant requirements we thought that our historic and beloved day in the country would not happen. Our biggest moneymaker for stewardship and ministries but this parish did not let it die. 
Instead, they pulled together and they thought of a new way to hold Day in the Country. We went virtual with Day in the Country and our silent auction. So our bread bakers baked bread, our parishioners made their famous jams, jellies, and treats, and our smokers smoked those famous meats. The community, ready to come out of their houses, arrived in dozens in cars to pick up things from the silent auction, as well as everything that they had ordered. After expenses, we profited over $12,000. As was the, the tradition, we split that between servant ministries and historic preservations. Are the Baines or the Kennys here today? If they are, please stand up for me. Of course, they are our chair and co-chairs, and they, along with their team, which were a lot of you out there, did a great job. With that event under our belt, we look toward the holidays. What could we do to bring joy to the holidays and the people that have been shut in by this pandemic? The Winter Wonderland drive-through became reality and was known as Christmas in the country. There were lights and snowflakes Mr. and Ms. Santa Claus, elves, and a beautiful nativity scene, just to name a few things. Hundreds of cars drove through here, and as they passed us, they yelled, Merry Christmas, and thanks for doing this for us. After expenses, we made over $18,000 that was split between our daily bread and stew pot. Martha Fry, will you please stand up? Martha and her team, many of you that are here, you were the reason this came off and, and this parish supported it, and um, I'm so proud for us. So now in accordance with the canons, I'm going to just share with you just a short bit of a lector, letter that went from the vestry to uh, our priest, Ben. As per canon 23, section 4, I'm going to report to you that there were 12 vestry meetings had this year. The majority of our vestry members were at all of those meetings. And if you would like to see a full report on that, it will be in Ben's office. Uh, I'm not going to get into the financials because our treasurer is going to do that, but I will tell you that the chapel did not receive any land during 2020 and or the properties and uh, no new properties were purchased, exchanged, or mortgaged in 2020. And this full letter will be in Ben's office. I want to encourage you, if you haven't had a chance to join our ministries, and there are many here, to do that. And by the way, guys, fellows out there, Altar Guild is not just for the ladies. We really need some strong backs to help us with all this up here. Please join. And ladies, you can be grave diggers too. You know, you can do it. If you don't believe it, there are pictures of Mac Brown in her boots where she was out digging graves. So, you know, join the grave diggers. I would now want to ask our vestry team to stand. All the vestry team, including the treasurer and our madam secretary, please stand up. 
Ladies and gentlemen, this is our team that has worked many hours to steer our parish through this pandemic. Let's give them a hand. I also want to thank our excellent staff here at the chapel. And if you're here today, please stand up. So I want to recognize Sarah Anderson, our Director of Youth Ministries, Dr. Edward Dukakis, organist, Set getting hold, Don Hall, Chapel Preschool Director, our Sexton, Carlene Hicks, Stephania Jackson, Haley Nix, and Dana Tiffin. Last and not least, our rector, Ben Robinson, will you please stand? And our associate rector, Will Compton. We are blessed to have them and thank you for leading our parish. So that's the end of my report. At this time, I'd like to introduce Brock Haas, our treasurer. Please come forward. Good morning. Well, it's been an interesting year. The good news is that the chapel is still here. We're still financially strong, despite having a few hiccups in, gosh, I don't know, March, April, May of 2020. Um, our revenue was about 800000 Our expenses were a little bit higher than that. We had a net loss on the year of 25000 the good news is we've got about 950000 in liquidity, which is cash. So we absorbed that hit, and we just kept on trucking. Um, I will echo what Bob said. Seeing our pledge numbers come in like they have was phenomenal. This entire parish continued to give. They continued to give to their commitment and continued to give to the church. So that is huge. Um, probably the, the biggest thing that has happened is we are in this wonderful new space now. And we've got a $2.5 million loan that we're servicing. The good news is, based on the projections that we made for this year, uh, it looks like we'll be able to service that debt comfortably and continue to, uh, to serve our mission uh, in servant ministry and all the other outreaches that we have. Um, that Those are the main highlights of this. We're in a sound financial position. A lot of organizations did not make it through 2020. We did. Um, probably the thing I'm, I'm most proud of is that we did secure a payroll protection program loan of $126,000. So again, we had a net loss of $25,000, but Uncle Sam kicked us a check for $126,000, and we checked every box and did the right thing, and that got turned into a grant. So we do not have to pay that money back. So in a year of a really terrible pandemic, we netted $126,000 in liquidity. I'll take that all day. If you have any questions on the budget for this year or what happened last year, y'all come see me. I'm sitting back there with the two twins. And uh, thank you very much. Up next is the junior warden, Marvin. Come on, Marvin. Good morning. For those of you who don't know me, 
I'm Marvin Corey. I'll be standing for, as your junior warding for this year. In the absence of Ralph, I will be reading his report, see all of the preceding year. First, my regrets for not being able to attend this year's annual meeting, but Lynn and I are on vacation in the Carolinas as I speak. I, begin, I want to begin by saying what an honor it was to have been chosen by the Vestry to be your junior warden in 2020 and for the trust given to me by the Vestry and the rectors. Traditionally, the junior warden has provided oversight of buildings and grounds, and this report will primarily cover that. But I was also honored to be able to serve concurrently as a general vestry member, executive committee member, finance committee, and yes, virus committee member. I learned a great deal. 2020 was a tumultuous year, as we all know, and extraordinarily little was normal about it. Additionally, there was much energy and focus in 2020 placed on a beautiful new chapel of the resurrection, and rightfully so. There were some accomplishments to the remainder of the property that I would like to report. Early in the year, shortly after the COVID restrictions were placed, we thought it would be a good time to spruce up the library. With the able assistance of my wife, Lynn, Mark, Holly, and Grayson Gilroy, Guillory, excuse me, we were able to paint the entire room, replace torn screens, move around and add some furniture, place new wall hangings, and put in a new and larger sink to hopefully make the job of the Flower Guild a little easier. The Chapel of the Cross windows were showing their age and leaking in some places. We were able to get all windows repaired, caulked, bonded, and painted. Thanks to a donation by a Genesis benefactor and at their specific request, a boardwalk was built from the north side of the chapel into the cemetery. Exposed roots in this pathway had rendered almost impassable and dangerous. We have also added a new fence or extension of fencing built around the south side of the cemetery. This adds a better definition between the cemetery and the other buildings. Thanks to Bill Bruner for heading this up. We also had quite a bit of tree trimming, tree cutting and limbing done in the area south of the chapel and between the chapel and other buildings. This opened up the view of the chapel of the resurrection from the front side of the property. As would be expected from older buildings, much routine maintenance and repairs had to be done, primarily involving alarm systems, plumbing, heating and cooling systems, and numerous other miscellaneous repairs. One recurring issue has always been drainage issues in some places, notably the driveway and the, and the fountain courtyard and education building courtyard. The latter had been pumped of debris of a couple of, on a couple of occasions and had to be dug out and damaged plate pipes replaced on other occasions. The main drive and DeWeese South driveways were regraded on several occasions and a permanent, permanent solution is being researched. I will conclude now, and once again, I am honored and humbled by the opportunity to serve as junior warden of the Chapel of the Cross. I certainly trust all will give Marvin the respect, cooperation, and support that I was privileged to have received. This concludes the junior warden report for 2020. One of the advantages of going last is that everyone wants you to keep it brief. So I will not belabor my remarks this morning. In preparation for my report, I read over my 2019 report, and two things stood out for me. 
For one, I am not sure why the photo chosen to accompany my report is of me and a horse. Second is that I concluded my 2019 report with these two phrases. 2019 was awesome. So is 2020. <laughs> to quote the lesser prophet Jimmy Buffett, if we weren't all crazy, we'd all go insane. 2020, it was a year like no other. There is a running joke among clergy that seminary does not prepare us for parish ministry. While the seminaries do a good job teaching Bible and theology and liturgy, we really need to be learning accounting and basic plumbing. I have a fond memory, and fond is in air quotes. I have a fond memory of my first Sunday flying solo. My first boss had gone on vacation and I was running the show. And what do I remember about that faithful Sunday? Unclogging a toilet in the education wing. I could literally and figuratively meditate on that moment in my ministry ad nauseum. Obviously, nothing prepared us for a pandemic. And the, and the peculiarities of this COVID-19 only exasperated the challenges of this past year. I am thankful to our virus committee who so ably advised the vestry and me on how we should best approach the pandemic. I am thankful for the flexibility of our leadership and the staff in following the prescribed guidelines while also doing as much and perhaps even pushing the rules a little, just a smidge, while doing as much as we could do. In some ways, we failed, and in some ways, we succeeded. And for those failures, I beg your forgiveness. I tried my best to balance your safety, being church, building a new building, being present to my children who are attending virtual school, and supporting my beloved and brilliant wife as she taught future heroes at the medical center. But sometimes that balance was out of balance, and I regret those failings. I am profoundly honored to serve among you, and I love each of you very much. And yet there are so many people to thank this day. I could go on and on all day about the dedication of Bob Williams, our excellent senior warden, and every member of the vestry for their passion and ministry for this parish. I'm very grateful for my excellent colleague, Will, and partner in crime for his hard work this past year, especially in pastoral care and with our young adults. I cannot thank enough our committees and guilds who have, despite pandemic mitigation, strived and succeeded to be church in a very difficult time. I am especially thankful for our catechists, our altar guild, flower guild, all of our worship volunteers, and last but not least, Ed Dacus and all of our musicians who have valiantly attempted to worship and grow as Christians in the midst of a pandemic. Your creativity and flexibility are inspired. But I especially want to thank three people this day. One is probably the most obvious, but perhaps also the most deserving, is Dana Tiffin.
I don't, she is, I don't think she is even in the room. She is probably in her office. Our excellent parish administrator works tirelessly every day, and without her, I can't imagine where we would be. She is a powerful disciple with a servant's heart, and I am proud to be her colleague. Dana is a blessing to the Chapel of the Cross. The second is up there in the balcony, Ian Hurden. You may not know Ian, he is, just, he is ducking now below, <laughs> but he is the man behind most of our technological efforts this year. While I am an amateur geek, Ian is a professional. And, And when technology and social media emerged as a way to reach people during the pandemic and when my own efforts achieved mixed results, Ian stepped into the breach and made our virtual offerings work. We have actually gained members who found us online this year. And my mom watches every week from the breakfast table in Kentucky. Hi, mom. Ian, you are the man and you are the best. Thank you so much. And the third is Amy Barker. Without Amy, we would literally not be where we are today. Amy, your tireless attention to detail, your dogged adherence to the process, your tolerance of me and many other strong personalities, and your singular focus on the mission of this new worship space enabled this place to be a reality. Amy, the Chapel of the Resurrection is because of you. She is now very embarrassed. My work is done. And because the Chapel of the Resurrection is, I have some news to share this morning. After the Worship Times Committee considered the results of the worship survey and reported their thoughts to the vestry, the vestry unanimously chose to change our worship and formation schedule. We hope and pray that this schedule will best enable us to gather as a community, to praise God and be formed as followers of Christ. So beginning in June, the Chapel of the Cross will gather three times for worship on a Sunday, 8 a.m. in the Chapel of the Cross, 10 a.m. in the Chapel of the Resurrection, and 5 p.m. in the Chapel of the Cross. And when Sunday School and Catechesis of the Good Shepherd is in session, they will begin at 9 a.m. We hope and pray this schedule bring us, will bring us closer together as a congregation and best meet the needs of our families. But if you have any comments about these changes, please talk to me. I want to hear from you 
and I want to hear your thoughts. And speaking of hearing from you, we know that this building is not yet finished. We still await several pieces of furniture, the sound system, and the grand pipe organ, which will be installed in the first quarter of 2022. If you thought this past Easter was grand, you ain't seen nothing yet. I am particularly aware of the challenges that we face around acoustics and lighting. While we need to live into this space and the removal of the pandemic restrictions will make a big difference, the vestry and I are very aware that there are some aspects of this space that need to be improved. That improvement may take a little while, but we are dedicated to make this space the best it can be. Again, if you have any comments, please talk to me. I want to hear from you and I want to hear your thoughts. In conclusion, I want to share one final thought. Many have said that the pandemic has weakened the church, that we and so many other institutions will emerge from this pandemic hobbled. We will certainly be different than we were when all of this is over, but the chapel is still strong and vibrant and holy because of you. The chapel is strong, not because of a pretty old building or a pretty new building or your pretty priests, but because of you. This fact was no more evident over the past few days when we gathered to mourn and celebrate Will Fanning. We dug a grave. We enjoyed a whiskey. We made little sandwiches. We convinced the bishop to let us have the visitation indoors because of the rain. We offered abundant hospitality. We prayed and kept vigil. And we loved on Tom and Margie. And that love is what makes the chapel strong. We are strong because of you. 2020 was not awesome, but you are awesome. And for you, I say thanks be to God. <laughs>